Blog Talk Radio. problems to make break or tear or heart support. <clears throat> On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad y'all are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Reconnect My Heart. You can also go to the chat room, which is available on our website, where you can send your questions, comments, or prayer requests. Also, for those who may want to see the video version of Reconnect My Heart podcast, you can go to reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. Reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. Also, for those who may be watching live, you're welcome to go on my Facebook page, uh, Brother Prater. My name is Brother Prater. Brother and brother and sister, 
Prater, P as in Paul, R-A-T as in Tom, E-R, Brother Prater. I want to thank each and every one of y'all for y'all love and support. And thank God, right now, all my equipment is working. I made sure to uh, got an update and didn't get a chance to have some technical difficulties the past couple of months. But I thank God, checked everything a couple of minutes ago. Everything is working fine. So I thank God for that. So we're going to go ahead and go on to the show. So on today's show, we're going to talk about learning from life's disappointments. We're going to talk about that, how negativity could work out in our favor, how negativity as well as negative things can work out in our favor. We're going to talk about that and much more in the episode called Victory in Your Failure. Victory in Your Failure. You know, if you really think about it, you know, and those that know me, I love being transparent. There are things that we may look at and examine our lives. We're like, man, why this did not work out? Or why this? Or why that? We have all these questions. But there was a song that we used to hear in church growing up. It said, we'll understand it better by and by. And so sometimes when we think there is a failure, there may be something working behind the scene that God may be brewing up that may be turning out more favorably on our behalf. So, you know, that pretty much sums up the whole thing. If I stop right now, that's enough. But I really want to just talk about some things because if you really look at it, there are things that we may be dealing with in our life. And like I said, there are things we just question. Now, we're not questioning God nor his abilities, but sometimes we question, are we on the right path? Did we make the right decision? Sometimes even when things don't work out, sometimes we take a self-analysis and really just kind of figure out, Lord, you know, I want to make sure I'm on the right path. You know, and, and this is me, me being a perfectionist, and I may not be critical to others. I know I'm very critical to myself to make sure everything is working out perfectly. I make sure that I put my whole heart into things. But the most important thing, I want to make sure that I'm pleased to God. And so there's been many conversations I've had with myself. And first want to admit, you know, sometimes for even me to be able to uh, speak what others may not want to talk about or may not be ready to admit with them themselves, but the key thing we have to do uh, speaking about this morning, to our own self be true. We got to be real with ourselves. Look, we can we can fake, we can put on the front for others, but we can't put the fakeness or the front on others. Excuse me, we can't put it on God. No, we can't. We can put it on ourselves. We can be in denial, but we can only run from the truth for so long. And so sometimes for us to be able to really just take an examination on our own self. And sometimes that's what helps us to be able to really just put things in its right perspective. And so with that, victory in your failure. Victory in your failure. There's a scripture that even sums up this particular episode. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. God will work everything out in our favor. And so with that, let's look at first, what is the definition of failure? Failure is defined as a lack of success, 
or the inability to meet an expectation. Sometimes the problem is that we can read too much into failure. Sometimes we can read too much into something that may not have turned out as we desire it. We might want something for so long. We might have want something so badly, and it doesn't work out. And then what happened, we look at it as, oh, man, some people feel like it's the end of the world. Hmm. But in their mindset, it's failure. But what we have to do, we have to look at it from a, a perspective, not from our own, quote, unquote, natural lens or even the opinions of others, but the facts from God. Being able to look at it from God's perspective, looking at it from God's lens. So that's why, fortunately, we tie in our senses of our self-worth, our self-esteem, and sometimes our self-acceptance into those things that we have, quote-unquote, may have failed in or whatever opportunity we might have put in into some action that may have not turned favorably in our mindset. So that's why sometimes the expectation that we try to go into may have failed to meet whatever requirement that we desired. And so in our own mind, we look at it as failure. But the funny thing about it is not just our result that we look at it as a failure, but like I said, sometimes we take on our identity as a failure because the output of something that did not work out favorably in our understanding, it did not work out in our the way that we desire it. So, of course, we look at that as a failure, but also we look at ourselves as a failure. <clears throat> and so that's why it's so important for us to be able to differentiate between what we do versus who we are. Two different things. See, I'll put it like this. Um, I'm a huge um, admirer of Prince. But he was known to make some outstanding records. But there are some records that he may have put his hold heart into that made him have a Grammy, made him have an Oscar. Great. But then there are others he used the same effort, and he put out a record, and it didn't even go aluminum foil. But in society, or to some people, or the critics, it made it seem like he bombed. But to some of his true fans, I say Prince fans, to some of the fans, hey, it might have been some of the best work. So sometimes we have to look beyond the opinion of others and to know that if we put our whole heart into it, as long as you put forth the effort and you did it unto God, making sure that you look at whatever output that you put in, look at it as successful of the opinion of others but even like i said even if it does not turn out the way that you desire it it may have been a failure in the opinion of others but who opinion matters other than you other than them 
is you, but most importantly, is God. So that's something we have to think about. So let's look at some of the things that we may have looked at that we may have failed in, okay? Let's say a relationship. There are so many people because a relationship they may have had with someone did not work out. They may have had a failed marriage, but they look at themselves as a failed partner. Some people, they may have been a loving spouse, faithful spouse, committable spouse, church-going spouse, willing to be that stand-by-your-man-woman or that stand-by-your-woman-man. But on the other hand, you were with someone that might have been creeping in somebody else's house or may not have been as faithful or loyal to you as you were to them. But even though that relationship with that person was a failure, but did you fail as a human being? Did you fail as a spouse? Some people look at themselves at that based upon their output of other people or the response of other people. So uh, a failed relationship, um, failure from a job, uh, getting fired, getting laid off. Um, Let's say, hey, financial hardship. If you've experienced some financial hardship, and especially, be honest with you, especially as a father who has a family, you always want to make sure that you're able to provide, want to make sure that you're able to at least give to the family, you know, do something for the children, give them sometimes what you did not have. I often think about the uh, TV show Good Times, and this was the original Good Times when James Evans was on there, the episode, uh, excuse me, the uh, character James Evans that was played by John Amos. Uh, their father, he was there for the family. Excuse me, some of my, he was there for the family, and he did all he could. And sometimes they had a deadline pertaining to some type of bill or even if it was rent. But sometime at the last minute, after James is kind of trying to figure things out, sometimes he might have been beating himself up. But then he had Florida Evan to encourage him. Maybe it's going to be all right. We're going to you know, trust God and everything. And one thing led to another. At the last minute, God allowed James to be able to have that need met for him to provide for his family. But then there are times where just in life, even though there was a TV show, but just understanding that sometimes – even as a parent, sometimes when it seems like you don't know what to do, and sometimes our children, they're not, look, we trust in on God to provide for us. We rely upon God, but our family, our children rely upon us. So sometimes they may think that money grows on trees. They may think that all I need to do is tell mama, all I need to do is tell daddy, everything going to be all right. And it's something about even when a child gets hurt, a child falls, it's something about a kiss of a mother. Kissing that wound will make it feel all right. That's what that child understands. And so sometimes when we don't get a chance to meet that need for our children, for our family, 
it makes us feel like a failure. You know, what else that we may have failed in? We might have failed in missing that promotion, getting that advancement, uh, getting that promotion. Um, hey, rejection, these type of things. You know, getting rejected makes you feel like, man, you know, what did I do? It makes you question yourself. Um, what else? Hey, we might have failed at, uh, we might have failed at, hey, failing out on diet, working out. You know, these things that we start out, we, we have a great attempt at starting, but we don't complete it. Some people, they break, uh, matter of fact, at the beginning of the year, we call New Year's resolutions. Some people make, some people make an oath or a commitment to themselves or to others. At the beginning of the year, and they, all, they have a they have a, a desire to stick by it, but sometimes what happens? Somewhere along the way, they break it, <laughs> they bomb. You know, matter of fact, you know, on Tuesday nights, on Tuesdays, uh, as our fasting for our church and and everything, and you know, it seemed like every time on Tuesdays. Everybody has a special. Every restaurant has a special. Sometimes I don't bring my food, and next thing you know, some of my coworkers, hey, man, we're going to go to so-and-so, so-and-so. They got a special today. You want anything? You're like, oh, my gosh. And as soon as they say that, your stomach starts growling. You know, <laughs> your stomach be hitting your back. <laughs> you know, you, you just pound it. You're like, man. You be like, no, that's all right. You know, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. And there have been times I've said that. No, that's I'm all right. I appreciate it. Also, my stomach started growling. I'm like, oh man, you know, man, you hungry? I'll be all right. I'll be all right. You know, I'm trying to tell about it. I'm fasting, you know. And so, <laughs> um, temptation is out there. The temptation is out there for us to fail. You know, for us to break that, even if it's a personal oath. And so uh, that's looking at even some the diets and, you know, um, sometimes we, we fail even on our own word. Sometimes we give an, uh, a promise to someone, someone we, like I said, we try to tell them, hey, I'll be there. We try to uh, give them our word saying that we're going to make this commitment on if it's a meetup or whatever. And then what happens, sometimes not deliberately, but sometimes situations occur, we end up breaking that commitment, you know, we end up breaking that arrangement, that engagement. And so those are some of the things. Um, sometimes doing everything right and still losing when it seems like it counts. Also, failing to complete a major goal or just your daily task. You know, these are just ordinary things in life. And one of the things I always say, I always want to make sure that I include this because sometimes people just think because once you get saved, all your problems are over with. No, we still have to live in the physical world. And so these things that we deal with in life, it don't just pertain to the non-believers. It, believe, it, it pertains to everybody, the believers as well. And so it doesn't matter how saved you are. It doesn't matter, you know, how long you've been saved, saved or unsaved, just life within itself. Sometimes things happen, 
And I always say it has nothing to do with your salvation. You still saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, still love the Lord. But you end up, might have been, you know, an oath breaker. Don't have to be a deliberate. We're not talking about those who deliberately lie. But there can be some that say, well, you know what, I'm going to. I'm going to be over there. I'm going to be over there. And then all of a sudden, think about it. You're like, oh, shucks, I forgot. My son had a baseball game I told him I was going to be at. And you try to reach out, you know, to that first commitment. Say, hey, I just want to let you know I apologize. I won't be able to make it, you know. Things happen. So this is something we have to look at. And so in those times of failure, sometimes it may make us feel that we are disappointed. It may disappoint us. Um, sometimes it may make us feel empty, you know. So with that failure, but we have to look at it. Failure is more than just an event. You know, it's a tool or it's also a, a device that we can use for our lives. Failure can provide lessons that can help us groom us for our purpose. So let's look at some of the lessons that we can learn from failure. First of all, and we have to look at, and this is not in any order, in order. I just wanted to just share some things with you. And so with failure, one thing we have to look at, what we can learn, emotional integrity. Emotional integrity. Fail, uh, a failing comes with a range of emotions. And when we fail, sometimes we may feel guilty for letting others down. It may relieve or uh, revive you, uh, relieve you, sorry, uh, you, where you don't have to complete such a huge task. Sometimes you may feel nervous. Sometimes you may feel nervous to have to try over again. There are some people Let's just say even like a relationship, there are some people that their relationship may not have worked out, and so they feel like them starting all over. Some people can have an anxiety attack, a panic attack. Some people, it makes them fearful of trying again. Sometimes the sting of a failed relationship or a failed marriage or a divorce or even the death of a spouse, some people, because the hurt was so great, it's, it, it makes them be in fear of trying again. So these are some of the things we have to look at, uh, anxiety or having uh, to anticipate or the anticipation about the future and what it might bring over the meaning of what it might bring again. <clears throat> A shame. For failing, especially if you feel pressure from friends, family, uh, to succeed. There are some people because of peer pressure, and like I said, not just the peer pressure coming from outside of the outside of the house or outside of the family, but within the family. You know, so many people, girl, you know, you're 40 years old. You know, your biological clock is ticking. When are you going to get married? Like I said, sometimes people allow other people to pressure them into doing things that actually may not work out. So many people, they rush into situations without counting up the cost or without waiting on God's timing. And what happened, we rush into a situation that's doomed to fail, that's bound to fail. 
So that's why uh, these are some of the things we, we look at. Um, disappointing. Uh, sometimes people disappoint themselves because you had higher expectations or higher goal for yourself. You know, like I said, especially those who are a perfectionist. Sometimes some, so many people, they put their whole identity, they put their whole heart, their identity, their purpose, their meaning behind that project, and they don't fail. Project or even, like I said, even marriage. And so many people, it's hard for them to move on, not just to start over, but it's hard for them to move on. There are so many people, so many people that have gone through a divorce that after years of that spouse going on with their life, the other person, they feel like, uh, I, I don't know what, they, it's like every day they revisit that divorce all over again. And so these are some of the things where, you know, like I said, the range of emotions, range of emotions that sometimes failure can bring. So that's why we have to understand failure can bring a great sense of emotional awareness. Being able to understand more about yourself. It might also help you to develop a sense of self-love. This is coming from a writer, uh, Zidin. Zidin. As you might need to listen and respond compassionately to yourself or perhaps manage unrealistic expectations. Like I said, we have to be real with ourselves, but also we have to give ourselves some grace. We're human. If you notice, God allowed man to be able to have something called a pencil. On the pencil, on one end, it's the lead where we write with. Well, on the other hand, it's the eraser that we erase what we've written that we might have made a mistake in. And so, of course, modern technology, we end up having a pen, and then we had liquid paper. Now, just about everything is typed up. But even on a typewriter or a laptop or a computer, there's always the backward space. It's always that backward button that we can go back and correct what we messed up. And so if technology, if God has given wisdom to men to make technology where we can correct what we mistake, the mistakes we made on a computer or the mistakes we made on a piece of paper through a pencil or a pen, what about the mistakes we made in our own lives? So in other words, give yourself some grace. Give yourself some grace. So, like I said, for us to be able to be aware of our uh, uh, emotions, the great sense of our emotional awareness. Now, the other thing we may learn from, humility. We may learn humility from our failures. There is a terminology I'm a, uh, a friend of mine gave me years ago. And I was like, wow, she was speaking about herself, and I ended up saying, you know what? I was laughing at her until, a, I think, a couple of days later, I ended up having to eat this thing, and it was horrible. But sometimes in the humility, sometimes our failure make us eat humble pie. Sometimes it takes us to be able to have some type of failure 
for us to become humble. Sometimes us putting our foot in our own mouth will make us, you know, not have the big head. Sometimes some people may have to have the air popped out of their big head. <laughs> so that's something, um, hmm, something if we really just kind of think about, make us think. Humility. When you fail, most folks often have to ask for help, which can be a lesson in humility, I've been to say humiliation, humility, and an opportunity to grow personal level. So this is something for us to examine. Matter of fact, it says a 2020 study, a trusted source of full-time employees found that motivation and self-determination predict learning from failure. This is the turn this is this in turn leads to enhanced self development. So for us to be able to understand from our failure, for us to be able to be humble and also it even mention about us asking for assistance. You know, especially those sometimes it's hard for us to delegate responsibility to others. Sometimes because of our failures, it makes us to understand that, hey, sometimes we may even need some help. And not only helping us to become humble, but also help us to not be so prideful. Help us not be so prideful in receiving, not just asking for help, but receiving help. Oh, my gosh. You know, Sometimes I can carry a whole lot. Sometimes I may carry a lot of stuff at church. And somebody say, you need some help? No, 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 I got it. Because I'm used to carrying a lot of stuff, used to carrying heavy weight, used to carrying stuff. And God may be telling me, hey, this person trying to trying to help you. This person is offering to help you. Why are you not accepting it? Well, because I don't want to be inconvenienced, but we – but look, it's shown that we need help, but sometimes we we be so busy in thinking about us not being an inconvenience to others, but in actuality, we're inconveniencing ourselves by carrying stuff that God did not authorize us to carry alone. So sometimes with that position, sometimes us just being able to say, you know what, yes, I need help. It actually develops relationships, trust, an opportunity for us to have that person to earn our trust or for them, to, for us to earn their trust, vice versa. Also, for us to get a chance to know each other, it, it seems like when a person helps you, and if we talk about somebody that has no hidden agenda or anything like that, it's somebody where you can be able to have a closer walk with them, a closer relationship with them. And so that's a bonding moment. So that's something else. The third thing, what we can learn from our failure, resilience. From failure, we learn resiliency. It's hard to not learn how to build resilience after a failure especially if you are determined to overcome failure. 
Resilience is an important life skill to build. And when you build it and learn from it, it helps you in many other ways also. Matter of fact, this is written from Thomas Edison. Y'all know about him? Okay. Thomas Edison. He said, and I quote, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. (laughs) So that's funny. But sometimes we learn more in our failures than our victories. If you look at a football team or any sporting team, after a game, especially after a loss, sometimes that coach, when I give them a free day, sometimes I make them exercise, but most importantly, that next day, they go back and they watch the game, play by play by play by play. Stop. Commentary. You know, forward, backwards, play it again talk about not just our victories where we, you know, the celebration that we may have had in a particular play, but even those plays that we may have, those plays that we may have missed, that hit that we might have missed, the opportunity for us to be in the area for us to catch the basketball to put it in the goal, or we might have missed a step or two from blocking that shot. This is the time where, in failure, we can learn by having our work critiqued by an unbiased person. Someone who has not just the team best interest at heart, but your best interest at heart. For us to be able to make sure that we're doing our very best, make sure we're playing at the highest level that we're supposed to be playing at. So the next thing, oh, I'll finish reading this. Failing can teach you how to bounce back. It can help you discover you won't fall apart, that you have what it takes for you to get your bounce back back. Also for you to continue, for you to have that continuous moment, for you to continue and also These are the fruits of resilience. Uh, A quote by Zig Kahn says, recognizing when you are are failing and and picking yourself up from there is a skill. Excuse me, I'm going to read that again. Recognizing when you are failing and picking yourself up from there is a key skill in overcoming the failure itself. So for us to be able to examine, examine where you went wrong and not be in denial about it, being real with yourself. That's one thing I always say, being real with yourself. Empathy is the next thing. Empathy. To overcome failure is to understand that it's a part of being a word that sometimes we don't hear often or don't want to hear often, being human. That doesn't mean that you sin. No. Being human. Now, when I say we all make mistakes, we're not talking about, you know, willfully uh, doing things wrong as far as sin or doing. Shucks. Sometimes 
matter of fact, I went um, a couple of years ago. I'll never forget. A couple of years ago, I was going over to my cousin's house. Uh, they were having a birthday party for her. And so I pulled up on the street, and it was nighttime. So I pulled up, and I walked up to the house. The door was open. Well, the front door was open, but the screen was closed. And so I was about to open up the door and just walk into the house by the house and knock on the door. And I looked, and everybody in there was white. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I'm looking for whatever I said the name. I, I said the name. I'm looking for their house. They said, no, baby. They started laughing. No, it's next door. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. You know, so, hey, I made a mistake. But have, making a mistake does not mean that you sin. Does not mean that you are a failure. Sometimes just being human, <laughs> you know, hey, it happens. So, um. Overcoming is a part of overcoming failure is part of being human. Uh, a failure can make you want to quit, but also it also paralyzes you and paralyzes some people. Failure presents an opportunity to develop and practice the skill of emotional resilience. Also, you can learn to accept a setback by reminding yourself that it's life and it can be messy by no means. Are you meant to be perfect? Like I said, I know some people, they just beat themselves up. They put so much requirements on themselves, and God is trying to help you to be able to just remove that stuff from you. Now, you can learn to accept a setback. Oh, I read that. But it's important to separate failure as a process from how we view ourselves as individuals. We are not failures, like I mentioned earlier. We are not failures. Even though we may have failed at a task, that does not define who we are. So not allowing failure to become your identity. Failure is a part of the human experience. Personal and professional failure can increase feelings of anxiety and self-doubt for many people. So that's why it's so important for us to look at the lessons that we can learn from our failures and that it happens in between the time that we are learning, growing, and making it to whatever purpose or goal that we're trying to achieve. So, with that being said, wrapping up some of the things that we wanted to bring up, some of the lessons from the failure, look, it can remove those what-ifs. If we give it an attempt and we fail, hey, at least we know now. But if we never attempt what we failed at, we'll always have that what-if. We'll always have that, hmm, I wonder if. Those possibilities. What if? Hmm. Also, get this. It sounds so simple. Even in our failures, we learn what not to do. <laughs> we know, hey, even though I may not know which direction to go, I know that ain't the direction to go. So for, for us, even in that failure, learning from it. 
it helps us, it, 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 it eliminates the process of elimination. It eliminates the choices. It minimizes the choices for us to get things right. It minimizes the choices from the wrong thing to the right thing. So there are at least some of the things that we can learn. Also, failure shows you firsthand exactly what it takes, how hard it is to achieve a big goal. We've all heard the expression, when the things get tough, the tough gets going. Failure forces you to decide whether you are tough enough to go back and to do it again and again until you succeed. There's an old saying. They were saying, well, are you a man or a mouse? Well, squeak up. <laughs> well, in other words, for us to be able to look at all we're going to do it because beyond which the things and the purpose and plan that we're desiring to do, the goals we may be desiring to do, it may be so far-fetched. But we won't know if we're going to make it or not until we attempt it. Even that attempt. Even if it's, if it's, if it's they don't say, at first you don't succeed, you try again. You think about how many times professions, professional people, professional athletes, they may excel in whatever gift or talent that they're in, but you wonder how many times that they may have failed. How many times they may have failed. You know, you look at Colonel Sanders. If I'm not mistaken, I hope I have his number right, but I was told he attempted to apply his secret recipe to to um uh get his secret recipe up and running. He applied 1,000 one time. In other words, he failed 1,000 one time. He was accepted 1,000 the second time, 1,002. That 1,002 attempt got him that yes. But he already heard 1,001 no's. So you think about it, Colonel Sanders, KFC. Well, back in the day, it meant Kentucky Fried Chicken. But you think about it, he, and matter of fact, he was up in age. He was well over over his 50s when he went on and tried to sell his secret recipe. But you think about it, him, him up in age and him failing, 1,001 times, but we ready to give up and throw in the towel and asking God to, you know, ask God why you abandoned me after the second attempt, or even after the first attempt. We ready, look, we ready to give up on life after the first failure. We got to think about it, you know, for somebody to fail all the many times, and matter of fact, I remember his life. He went through a divorce. He was uh, trying to have custody of his child. And he just, wow, in the midst of everything he was going through, and him receiving, first of all, he was he was in a failed relationship, a failed marriage. And then he had his daughter taken from him, looking at himself as 
a failed parent. And then his professional career, look, being turned down 1,001 times, look, resilience, but he didn't stop. He did not stop. He could have, but he didn't stop. So sometimes that failure, sometimes, like I said, it separates the men from the boys. Or we're going to get up. Or we're going to pick ourselves up and keep on going. Sometimes that failure, even if we tap out, sometimes it helps us to live to fight another day. Sometimes when you look at some of the fighters, sometimes you look at some of the fighters and look, they'll tap out because they're in so much pain. Some of them, I'll never tap out. I'd rather pass out, but what happened in you passing out? What happened? If you cause more entry upon yourself, you know, just being able to look at there's life after this. You may have lost this match, but you're still in a tournament to win. So live to fight another day. Also, um, even though this is a fictional character, the episode of Superman and we talking about the original Superman with George Reeves. I remember the episode of Superman I would never forget. I saw the episode of Superman on a Friday night. And it's the episode where he ended up passing out while he was taking a shower. And I found out what happened was he had attempted to go to whatever planet that he was from. But there was kryptonite. And I, and if I'm not mistaken, part of that kryptonite ended up getting on him. And when he made it to the house to take a shower, he passed out. He felt he was not successful in that first attempt. But before the episode was over with, he went back and he succeeded. He didn't allow that first thing, that first failure to stop him from going forward. If he had a stopped. If he hadn't went back the first time because he felt at the first time, if he hadn't went back that second time because he felt the first time, then, hey, there would have been a sense of accomplishment. So I just remember that, and I'm going to see if I can find the episode and, and, and watch it because it really impacted me as a kid, and I haven't seen that episode in probably 40 years. But also, get this. There are some folks because of failure, what we can learn from failure, there are some folks who only know how to survive in success. As long as everything going well, oh, they happy. They feel like they can make it. But as soon as they have some type of disappointment, it's like they just become unglued. They just feel like, oh, man, all hope is gone. Some people are ready to be getting up on, give up on their purpose, their hopes, their dream, even their life because of a little setback, because of a disappointment. And so what we have to realize, there's a bigger picture. What we, what we may encounter does not define us. I have to keep reiterating that. It's about our identity, not in what we do, but for who we serve. That's what our identity, that's who our identity comes from. It comes from who we serve, not what we serve. So 
Understand that. We may be servicing pertaining to our job, but our job is not our God. God is our God, our Lord and Savior. He's the one that supplies our life as well as our identity. So understanding what we have to do, we have to change our perspective of failure. Look at it. What did you learn from your failure? What did you learn from your failure? This one of the things that hit me when I was getting ready to start the show. Failure ain't final. Failure does not mean final. We have to learn from our failure and admit, you know what? Even in the midst of us, maybe may not have been as successful as we desire it, but are we going to allow that to stop us? Are we going to allow that to define us? Matter of fact, just like when we work out, when you work out, we have to have our muscle fatigued. We have to deplete everything that's in us. Why? We have to get that failure zone for it to, what, grow back, for it to be built back, to be built back stronger than it was when it was torn down. But what's going to happen to be built up? We feed it. We feed it the protein. We feed it the carbohydrate. We feed it good, healthy, clean food. And so the food that we're talking about here is the spiritual food, the spiritual food that we need to do to be able to have ourselves to learn from our failures and for us to continue to keep going, for us to keep our nose to the ground and keep on going, not allowing that one event, the two events, or even like Colonel Sanders, that thousand and one time of being turned down, being rejected to stop or define us. We got to keep on going. So sometimes even with that failure, you have to examine why did we fail? Like I mentioned about sports, being able to go after the game and look at the play-by-play and examine every play for us to be able to just look and say, you know what, hmm, well, maybe my efforts are good, but maybe I'm having the wrong people in my team. Because sometimes what will happen, sometimes we put people in our circle not based upon their ability or their gift, but sometimes based upon who we are to them or who they are to us. And they may not be the best qualified. It's all about being business-minded. Nothing personal, but all about being business-minded. So... That's something we have to examine and understand. Even in the midst of the failure, God can give us the grace to make it another time. But also, even in God giving us grace, we've got to give ourselves some grace. We've got to be able to look at our failures and say, you know what? That doesn't define who I am, but you know what? I'm going to keep on going. Matter of fact, sometimes it lets us know that there's a route that God wants us to go, but we may not be going in the right direction. I'm going to share this real quick. You know, I always wanted to work at a cable company, a cable company called TCI Cable Company. They give employees free cable, and you get half off on pay-per-views. And uh, I don't remember if I shared the story right now, but I wanted to get uh, – I wanted to work there because I love working with electronics as well as I wanted to – 
get half off on cable so I could watch wrestling. <laughs> and so I used to apply. I used to leave Dallas while well, well, that leaves Dallas, go to Mesquite, and every Wednesday fill out an application. Every Wednesday for six months, I went up there asking for an application. Attention, David Snow. Attention, David Snow. And so the lady that was behind the window, I ended up going there so much. At first, you were like, what are you here last week? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I wanted to fill out an application. And so I went there so many times. As soon as I opened up the door, she would see me. She just go ahead and give me another application. I did that for six months every Wednesday. Attention, David Snow. Attention, David Snow. And I did that as also what I did was I ended up filling out an application for the Dallas County Sheriff's Department. And so after six months, I ended up getting two letters in the mail. I got a letter, first one from TTI Cable Company. The second one was Dallas County Sheriff's Department. Well, I looked up TCI Cable Company because that's where I wanted to be at. So I opened up that letter, and it says, thank you for uh, you submitting your application. I'm sorry, but um, uh, you're not fit. You're not qualified for the position. But uh, thank you. Good luck to you and your future endeavor. They worded it that way professionally, but pretty much what it meant was, we ain't hiring you. That's that's what it meant. And I was so disappointed. I was rejected. I felt like a failure. I was so hurt. And I had that letter I got from TCI Cable Company I just read, and I got the, from the sheriff's department. I bought them up together, and I just threw it in the trash. Number one, TCI Cable Company was the place I wanted to work at. But because they rejected me, I felt like the Dallas County Sheriff's Department was not going to hire me. If I couldn't get hired on as a cable company, I sure can't get hired on as a sheriff's department in law enforcement. Hmm. And that those letters stayed in the trash can for about 40 some odd minutes. And it was like God was just telling me, you need to look in the trash can. You need to face your failure, face your rejection. Face your fears. I'm tired of being rejected. Well, eventually, I opened up that letter from the sheriff's department. And they said, thank you for submitting your application. We would like to have you to come in for an interview. And I'm like, what? Long story short, I ended up getting hired on at the Dallas County Sheriff's Department. Remember, I got hired on the Dallas County Sheriff's Department. TCI Cable Company did not hire me. I was making more at the Dallas County Sheriff's Department than I was at TCI Cable Company. Well, as I'm working at the Sheriff's Department, a couple of months later, I end up driving by one of the uh, franchise areas of TCI Cable Company, and guess what? TCI Cable Company went out of business. Hmm. Well, it's mighty funny. TCI Cable Company went out of business. And imagine if I hadn't been rejected by TCI Cable Company, I might have been one of the ones who may have been looking for a job. Because 
God allowed that rejection. God allowed me to fail in being hired on at a place I was persistent in applying for. Now, I'm at the sheriff's department now, Dallas County Sheriff's Department. And you know, Lord bless this coming January, January the 4th, it'd be 29 years. Matter of fact, even me being close to retirement, I am, matter of fact, people laugh at me when I show this, but as of today, 221 days. My alarm is set to go off Wednesday, May 31st at 3.30 p.m. next year. So, yeah, I got 220 days, 220 days, and I'll be eligible to retire. So I thank God that God allowed me to fail in the attempt of being hired on at TCI Cable Company because if I hadn't have been rejected, if I hadn't been rejected during the hiring process or being, if I hadn't been rejected in being hired on, I would have been rejected as an employee. So thank God for that. God knows what's best. And so that's how we have to look at, we have to look at, we got to look at not our perspective, but through the lens of God and ask him to help us to look at victory because, like I said, what the devil meant for evil, God turned it for our good. Even in those times that it seemed like it ain't working out, even in those times it may seem like, man, you're doing all the best you can, it still didn't work out. There may be something behind the scenes. There may be some personal development, might be some internal growth that God may be trying to do. So you never know. So God may be working behind the scene. You just stay on stage and you perform what God told you to do. That's where you look at it. So with that being said, I hope and pray that there's something that was said. I want each and every one of us to take in mind that you trust God, depend upon God, listen to God. Most importantly, obey God. Obey God even when it seems difficult, even when it seems like there's nothing else that you can do. You still trust God. I'm telling you from personal experience, the same God that did it for me, he can do it for anybody. But how bad do you want it? That's the way you look at it. When things seem like it's difficult, don't give up. You continue to go forward. Don't let anything or anybody stop you trusting God from obeying God. And just in case things don't work out the way you desire it, hey, there's still something that God is going to help me learn from. And who knows? Look, it's nothing like being able to witness to someone who may feel hopeless to let them know, hey, I've been there. Hey, don't think just because you see this suit or just because you may see me smile, don't think there have been times I may have shed a tear or two. Don't think that I grew up with a silver spoon in my mouth. No, but you're seeing the results of me staying, staying focused and my trust is not on the outcome of others or my ability, but my trust is in God. And so I look at all these things as a teachable moment because, like we said, the steps of a righteous man, but the presence of a righteous man avail as much, but also the steps of the good man are ordered by the Lord. So it's my responsibility to hear from him. And I'm going to allow him to be my spiritual GPS system to navigate where I need to go, what I need to do, and how I need to do it. 
So whenever things don't work out the way I think it should, I tell God, I was obedient. I don't know what's going on, but look, this ain't my problem. This is your problem. You figure it out. My ability is to trust you and get specific instruction from you. You tell me what needs to be done, and I'll do it. So that's how we have to approach our situations, our failures. So with that being said, if there's anybody that may be questioning, if there's anybody that may have um, things that we want to just give to God, we get this opportunity for us to give everything to God right now. You know, I'm a firm believer in the power of prayer, but most importantly, I'm a firm believer in the power of obedience. <laughs> obedience. I'm telling you, obedience develops that closer relationship with God and for God to trust you. We can trust God, but can God trust you? Can God trust you even in the midst of your failures? Can God trust you even when it seems like it ain't working out? Because the devil going to always try to make us buy out, try to make us have a plea bargain, compromise what God wants us to do. We can't compromise. We got to stay focused. So that's why we have to really trust God and allow these situations to give us the victory, not only that we need, but what we want. In this case, someone who may be watching that may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us that shall there confess the Lord Jesus Christ is our Savior, believe in the heart that God will raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Understand, God loves you. It's not too late. Like I said, God gave you the grace, even in the midst of your failures. God gave you grace. Now you give yourself some grace. Let us pray. Damn the Father, we come to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. We come to you right now, God. We thank you, Lord. We love you right now, God. We ask you, God, to forgive us if there's anything that's in us that's unlike you, God. Ask you, God, to forgive us, cleanse us, and make us whole right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask you, Lord, your forgiveness. We receive your forgiveness. God, we thank you, Lord, even for the teachable moments that you have allowed us to have, God, even through our failures, God, even when things do not work out the way that we desire it. But, God, we know, God, that all things work together for the good who those the Lord and the called according to your purpose. So, God, we ask you to help us, God, to have your lens and your perspective, even in the things that may seem like there's not being favorable in our favor right now. In the name of Jesus, but yet help us, God, to trust you, God, even if we can't trace you, God. Help us, God, to trust you and rely upon you, God. Help us, God, to be able to stay fixated on you, God. Help us not to compromise, God, even when situation may seem like it may be scary, it may seem like we might be losing, but God, help us, God, to have the integrity, God, of holding on, God, to the values, to the principles that you have given us right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for victory, God. Lord, we even thank you, Lord, even for the unanswered prayers, God. We thank you, Lord, even for the petition that we've given to you, God, and it may not have turned out the way that we desire it, but God, we know that you have our best interest at heart. So, God, we thank you for it right now, God. But, God, we even thank you right now, God, even for the disappointments, God. We thank you, Lord, even for the things that it may seem like they might have been taken from us, God. God, we know that you have something better for us right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And so, God, we ask God to help us, God, 
Help us, God, even in the midst of this situation, God, to increase our faith and our trust in you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, help us, God, to not lose the hope, God. Help us, God, to be encouraged, God. Help us, God, to draw strength from you right now, God. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we even speak right now, God, those who may be grieving right now, God, comfort them right now, God. Hold them close to your bosom right now, God. Help them right now, God, to stay focused on you, God. Help them, God, to bridge, God. Help them, God, to bridge in any gap that the devil try to put forth and wedge in them from their family and from their loved ones, God. God, bring them closer together, God. Lord, let me speak in unity, Lord, like the vision right now, God. And so, God, we even speaking right now, God, those who may be dealing with something, God, even pertaining to a divorce, God, even pertaining to a failed relationship, God, strengthen them right now, God. Help them to understand their identity, but most importantly, your identity and their identity in you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we seek, God, even helping them, God, to forgive those, God, who may have rejected them, God. God, we speak, God, for forgiveness, God. God, we even speak, God, for those who may be blaming themselves, God, or beating themselves up over decisions that may not have been working, that may have not worked out, God. Help them, God, to remove that guilt, God. Help them, God, to remove that guilt right now, God. Help them, God, to give everything to you right now, God. Once and for all, God. And, God, we're speaking, God, for celebratory praise right now, God. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one of y'all who tuned in. Um, If y'all have any questions, comments, feel free to contact me. I'm Brother Prater. Um, um, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, hopefully y'all can see it, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Pierce and Paul, R-A-T-S and Tom, E-R. Um, y'all can catch me on Facebook, um, Facebook where you see my data devotion, also my videos. Also, you can go to the store section, excuse me, you can go to my website at brotherprater.com brotherprater.com you will see my daily devotions and also my videos as well as my personal appearances of the calendar it shows my personal appearances also you can go to the store section of my website where you'll see my first book a few good men a path to god of fatherhood a few good men was written to inform men their responsibilities and even the need for them to be with their families and also uh, this even for those that may be incarcerated. Help them to get from the jailhouse to their own house. Uh, but help them to understand how valuable in the needs of their family, their children, even their children, mother, regardless if they're with them or not. But also, it's for the ladies too. It's for the men and ladies. For the ladies to help them to understand the qualities they be potential future husbands or a present to future uh, fathers, the present of future children. Also, uh, my other book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life, is a story talking about um, the relationship between uh, my sister, Sheila Prater, and I, uh, she was killed uh domestic violence. Um, but also, even with this, this is a ministry tool to really just talk about relationship within siblings. So many times we talk about relationship and we think about marriage or dating but we very seldom talk about relationship within siblings. So, you know, I thank God that God chose me to be the brother of Sheila, and I was called Sheila Prater. So if if I talk about Sheila Prater, that's my sister. Even though, you know, we grew up, she was my classmate too. So most of the time when we'd be at school, Sheila Prater, Sheila Prater. That was just a relationship that we had. 
you know, and so <laughs> I, I thank God for it. So with that being said, I hope and pray that there is something that was said to, you know, challenge you, to help you to understand your purpose and plan that God has for you. So uh, thank you all for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night.